I wanna, but I wanna be able to go like fly to another place of the, the ten planets that are there. But then I'm sitting there and I'm like, I'm trying to play a game. Like I'm just fucking sitting here. Like... To uh, to showcase, but um, I guess I'll kick us off here, Tyler. But um, hey, do man. All right, yeah. Welcome back to Casual Take. We got Eric and Tyler in the house today. Myself, Chris G is joining us or joining you, you know, joining us uh, for the for the podcast here. And uh, no, super stoked um, to do the show today. We're actually got a lot of uh, ground to cover, and I feel like there's just a lot happening in games. And I feel like um, the last few weeks, I've just been like in content consumption mode, just looking at all the new stuff that came out with all the summer trailers. And it's like mm. all these people were having game announcements at the same time. And I just feel like the more stuff that I'm watching uh, and like the more announcements that are coming up, the more excited I am about like what's in the pipeline, even for the rest of this year. You know, I know we always like um, we're like big Bethesda fanboys over here, but um, I feel like just in the pipeline with what's everything is uh, what's coming out this year, it's going to be a freaking badass year for for gaming straight up. It feels like a golden age of gaming. That's what I was thinking about during um, when NextFest was running, which is the Steam Festival, where there was a bunch of free games to play or de games with demos to play. Dude, it just kept dawning on me like, man, there's just so much to play right now. Is that the first time they had done that? Mm -hmm. I don't know. I know that they run, I know that there's been demos on Steam before, but I think this was like the first fest I've seen that was like focused on playing demos and like trying games that are not yet out yeah and i had never for, i had never done that that was for everyone that doesn't know that. um eric give us a quick breakdown of what that was and what like what that was okay so my understanding yes yeah, so it was next fest it ran it ended on monday so it was a week um that was <clears throat> june 19th to june 26th if i'm not mistaken um it was a it was a showcase of games that have yet to be released um i want to say there were somewhere like 12 to 1300 games and a majority of them had playable demos that you could jump in and try for free um and so you know we i know i played probably five to ten different games um big focus one that we'll talk about today was warhaven um which is an upcoming i believe it's oh, going to yeah. be free to play uh medieval um combat i don't even know what to call Man, it 16 i know you 16. and tyler played a lot of that yeah yeah we did so what was the big draw and it's like arena combat kind of like i don't even Okay, so it's 16 on 16. The The setting is interesting. You didn't get too much, but you got a little bit of lore in the uh, the tutorial for it where, you know, you're coming in and obviously, you know, everyone's dressed as knights or squires or whatever. Um, and so it's a medieval setting, but there's, like, dragons that, like, carry you around. And they're using, like, a radio that's, like, I guess operated by magic or something. But anyways... The game itself, 16 on 16. I think there there are six different classes you could play. There's pretty simplistic perk trees within each class. Um, and then there are, uh, in place of like an ultimate ability, so each of the, each class has a different uh, skill set. You know, all of them can kind of dodge 
and like have like their basic attacks and like a sh and like a, sh a power attack essentially but um then they have unique skill sets so one is like a big two-handed guy who uses a huge sword called blade there's a healer class called smoke who uses like it's like this smoke healing thing there's like a big tanky guy that has a, uh, a shield and a mace a um, couple different classes and uh yeah, it's 16 on 16, kind of like uh, objective-based combat, where, you know, each map that was in the demo, at least, there was two kinds of maps. There was, uh, all of them were control point focused, so it'd either be three control points on the map, you know, control two or three of them, and your ticker goes up, and the enemy ticker does not, and then first to 100% wins. Or uh, a lot of their maps, which I thought was cool, would be one control point, but then there was two, like, auxiliary points. One's, like, a respawn, and the other's a cannon. Um... And that was a really fun thing, because the control point is how you win, but obviously the respawn and the cannon can support that a lot. So, um, But the combat was just... It was fast-paced. Mm -hmm. It was brutal. It, like, punished spamming, I think, because mm -hmm. there was a blocking system and, like, a timed blocking system and, like, a kind of... Not not really a stamina, but, like, your your character would be slower whenever they swing and, like... If you land, if you, if you're blocked, you can basically retaliate faster than they could land a second attack, and so there was like a good pace to the combat. In some ways, that was offset the by felt fluid. The combat felt fluid. That the it, the yeah. off the block step felt a little like uh and you know a little I don't know it felt a little stilted a little bit, and then I wasn't sure about hitboxes and how the precision of the hitboxes. I know that's sort of a thing, but the way Headshots I kind of were a big thing. It's so. somewhere. It feels like to me is like um, a, a Souls like team based Overwatch, bat almost Overwatch Battlefield yeah. blend. It's like chivalry meets Overwatch meets class, like rock paper scissors meets game, like you know? modern warfare, like Call of Duty with like the whole domination style. You know what I mean? Um, but yeah, to to piggyback on what Eric said, it was like anytime I felt like. I really steamrolled someone in a 1v1 or a 1v2 or something like that. It was always like I was more patient. I was timing my things better. I was fainting. Like like with the hammer guy, I was playing the hammer guy, right? And you have this big side, like heavy attack that you charge up. And it charges up for a good like five seconds. But I mean, it does like max damage to some of the weaker guys, right? And I remember like one of the last... Like, it was like one of the last days I played, I was like, I did the side attack, and the guy thought I was just charging for that, so he went in to try to get me while I was still charging, and I was able to, like, cancel the charge, and then just completely just do a regular swing, and then, like, an overhead swing, and I just two-shot the guy, basically, from that. Because the headshots, I think, do, like, 50% more damage or something like that. Like, you knock their helmet off. And with the hammer guy, he does, like, a downward attack with this big-ass mace. So, like... It was just I was just able to basically just one tap this guy just because he got a little too overzealous and came just straight at me, you know. But uh, but yeah, it was really fun, really fast paced. I think the ultimates I definitely didn't really like all that much. Sometimes like the horse, like when you'd have like four of like this is ultimate where you transform into a guy on a horse and he has a spear and he's just constantly just sprinting through everything What's the ultimate just, mechanism describe the mechanism you kind of like it build, is it building like an ultimate in overwatch it's, yeah you like the more things you do the points you cap the more healing you get like whatever points that they accumulate in the game like whether it's damage points or kills or objectives you get this little meter and the meter will build up 
and then you get a choice to transform into like one of like what was it four hero characters eric yeah they're, they're i think they, it was yeah, four in called, the demo they were called immortals yeah immortals yeah there was like a chick with a sword and a shield who was really good just real scrappy she'd be in the fight did a lot of damage and then there was the guy on the horse who had like a pike and man it would just be chaos on those one those one flag maps <laughs> It's like you'd have yeah. like four or five people in the horse just kind of all just going at it left and right. And um yeah, I don't know. It was it would just get real chaotic sometimes. Or like, you know, you'd be chasing someone and then it'd be like four or five of y'all and then they would transform into the the chick with the sword and the shield and she would be able to almost like one v four. Which is pretty wild. Like I don't know. People that knew how to use the immortals, you could really tell that they I mean they could just kill you know, half a team basically by themselves. Yeah. So that was good feedback. Like you're saying the ultimates were a little, um, OP, but then how did y'all feel about class balance? I know that's kind of like a very specific question on a nuanced game, but uh, that we didn't have that much time to play, but well, everything had a counter off the the rip. It felt pretty solid to me. I mean, it it was, yeah, I thought, I thought the gameplay was great. I thought that they're the only criticism. And this was a play test, right? I mean, it's not a finished game. And, uh, uh, the immortals need a lot of balancing, which I could kind of go on about. But like that, uh, all the other classes felt good. Nothing could really steamroll too hard because everything did have kind of a counter. The shield and, guys were pretty dominating. If if your team didn't have them and the other team did, you could tell really quick. Like we would just be because they just stayed alive for so long. You know, they could just sit there and they they like kind of have this ability where they just slam their shield down, and you know they could just tank pretty much any anything coming their way yeah. so yeah that was the only but there the, the longer thing. the longer i played there was also a little bit of like tactical stuff to it i mean the whole cannon point and respawn point system i thought was cool there was light weapons you could use as well like ballistas and stuff but beyond that there was a relic system where as you played you could un- you could get the ability to like you could create an item on the battlefield basically that would allow you to like immediately capture and freeze a point and make it so they could either counter that by creating something that unfreezes a point and carry it in but there was like some of that aspect too that it felt just like really well fleshed out and the the hardest the thing that got me was that that game shined the most in smaller fights that's where you felt like you were actually like it was a skill-based game and a lot of the maps were especially the one point maps or the the map that had it was like all of it was on like a bridge and it was like a b and c and all the points were on a bridge and b was on like a lower level you remember that one tyler the, oh, that yeah. one the fights were just so fucking crazy there were so many people and so it was like you could kind of pick someone out or maybe catch someone on their own but mostly it was just like a clusterfuck and that's where the game kind of was just like mm. like this is a meat is grinder just, yeah it's like i'm just yeah. like fucking swinging like crazy in here you know dude the the hammer guy like i mean he's a heavy hitter dude and like right when the game starts if you're ham- the hammer dude from the beginning just side charging an attack and just i mean it'll be like a thing where you get like two or three headshots and just kill like three or four people like yeah it's crazy <laughs> that was i mean i that's why i felt like it felt I like, it. It was like because there was like a yeah. charge up to the combat system and there had yeah. like weight to the it had weight to the I mean, I um, guess. Particular weapon yeah. that you were using. There had no, I felt the same. Yeah. There's a dodge mm-hmm. system, so it's like action-based combat. 
I felt Very that it was also based. really smart for them not to put any ranged combat. There's one immortal that could do ranged combat, but other than that, there's no ranged attacks at all. She's oh, really yes. slow. Like, her, she has to charge it up. Like, it only homes onto one target. Like, they did it in a way that was very... I mean, they, those ballistas, though, can be really annoying. I like that you brought that up, Eric, because I was actually... I wanted to, to hit on that. Um, I like the fact that it was sort of a melee-based game because it felt like a shooter. When I, when I say that, it felt like Overwatchy and how it played. It played like a shooter. And I almost like that there was, like, no ranged attacks because, there. yes, you could have hacks and, and cheats where, like, you could maybe see things on the map and they would give you kind of tactical giveaway that, like, in map, like map hacks. But, like, from, like, a pure play fun skill, knowing that you have to battle someone one-on-one, souls-like combat, almost PvP, it's, like, how much, what are, like, it's, it just felt like the, it almost pushed down the, how effective cheats out of the gates would be, and it felt almost, like, much more in a pure environment. Like, even if you were cheating on that, like, I guess maybe you're making sure your weapon hits, but you still got to be within proximity. So if you could, you could start, you can dodge it if you just time the attack, even if somebody yeah. is trying to hit your hitbox. So to me, it felt like I liked that aspect that you could play that big of a, of a game. It almost felt like a war zone, but then there wasn't, it almost felt like cheating was kind of irrelevant. And in that sense, it felt like very authentic that everyone was playing on there and you knew it, like, even if you were cheating, cheats wouldn't even really help you in that environment. I mean, yeah. obviously, mm. I guess I'm sure people come up with everything, like any kind of number of things. But I think cheats out of the box, like hitboxes and stuff that you would that normally affects, I think, range based combat. And the fact that there was just no ranged element, I felt like just made it feel like it was more like it was like more pure play versus like having it be harder to cheat in it. I guess is the long yeah. way of it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Well, yeah. Like Mordhau, I mean, in chivalry, right? It's like the range is so annoying to play. Yeah. Against. Yeah, it is. And I mean, it was in some ways it was kind of fun every once in a while just to be an archer. But then like in other ways, it's just like, dude, like I'm, I get it. Like you're just going to stand up there and like shoot me mm-hmm. there. Crossbow. Yeah, yeah, I thought it was great. I think that they need to balance the immortal system, but otherwise game's good to go. I, I think that mm-hmm. it's also I don't know if it's because it's a kind of, you know, comes from a, comes from a Japanese developer. And I know kind of those more passive like click for rewards type systems are more popular in those types of games but like some of the auxiliary <laughs> shit to that game you know what i'm talking about the yeah you open you open the uh the what was it called the world pass or the world map world or whatever map, yeah i still was just like what is this shit i'm just i mean you said it you're just like i just click everything that's glowing and then like get schmeckles and then oh, use yeah. those on items you know i so, was just clicking as much as i could and i'm like you're like how yeah. did you get so many i'm just i'm opening everything yes yeah, <laughs> so that part of the game i was just like i don't really care what's happening here because i know i'm getting coins to buy cosmetics and it was all just cosmetics but that felt very like i don't know what this is and i don't really feel like it explained it well but um but yeah what's the with with some immortal balances i think they should make it you know make it so you can't use it if it's like if you're in the the overtime system where you know when they get when a match is at its end the enemy team would always have an opportunity to try and push back and it's like basically mm-hmm. some people would just save all their immortals and it'd just be like four horses running through everyone constantly you know but but yeah, what are, was, other um, ga- what are some other games that kind of stood out from? Yeah, so I pulled those? up. Yeah, yeah, I pulled up Next Fest. So I played a few. I played. Yeah, so Warhaven was the big one. I tried this one called The Invincible. Tyler, you tried that one too. Yeah, I did too. I got super bored. I was playing it. That's Ian the was Mars watching one? me play it. I don't think it's Mars. Or oh, whatever it is. It looks like wherever. Yeah, it looks like Mars. It, yeah. yeah, but that one, 
seems like it could be cool. It seems very like like, a, like at a high level because I didn't get to even really play any of these. Movies. It was, it was like, um, like first person. Just fire these off real quick. Right? Yeah. So okay, the Invincible is like a first person mystery kind of like walking simulator yeah. game. Um, I also played. Uh, I tried this one called Grand Emprise Time Travel Survival. That's like a crafter survival game where you could travel through time. I didn't oh, make it that like far. That. Yeah. yeah, it was fun. I kept throughout Next Fest, I kept wanting to like go back to it. Then I was just like, I don't want to just sink more time into another crafter survival game. Um, I thought it was cool. I felt I think like a Valheim. Yeah, well, yeah, I mean, it's a survival crafter but it needed honestly my beef was with the dinosaurs they would just chase you down so fast and there was no way to escape them and you just die and then lose all your stuff but um i played that um i played this one called station to station which is like a really simple like mini motorways shout out for anyone who's played that it was Mm. similar to that just like a simple kind of easy to play pretty train station building game that was like cool. dorf dorf romantic is another one it's like this new it's a new genre of builder game called cozy yeah it's yeah a cozy game well it's like, like well, you're I like not it. gonna it's die not, well it's like, not like you know so many builders you get so bogged down in the 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 micro of it all you know yeah or like uh you know you run out of food and then like half your population dies and you're like oh, shit. yeah um these, the these other I think the only other one that stood out to me, and I'm trying to find the name of it because it was really cool. What was it called? It was the one where you um, took a picture and then used that to modify your reality. Oh, uh, Viewfinder. Viewfinder. Oh, wow. That was super oh, wow. cool. That was very much like this other game that I played called Subliminal. Subliminal, I think. Oh, man. Puzzle, logic, puzzle games are like the most frustrating. Well, this one <laughs> was such a cool twist on it, man. It was, I don't know, it was... <laughs> It was wacky as hell, um, but it was cool. Oh, man. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm the resident city builder. Yeah, guy, what did so. uh? Yeah, you did that like, one now, that was the solar flare thing, right? But, uh, you, oh yeah, you, yeah, yeah. What's the Ukrainian one too? Uh Ukraine. oh, that's Ostrev. I, I own that one. Yeah, I own oh, that okay. one. Yeah, that one's so that that's a good game though. It's a good game. Mm. Support support um, Ukraine. Well, but, it sounds um, like that he, he's been pushing like that. The the you the Ostrev Ostrev is the name of the game. Ostrive. Ostrive. O-S-T-R-I-V. Like been, uh, I know it's been a single developer game, but you've been, um, oh, you yeah. told me that he's continuously pushing updates. So you bought yeah, the game. just did another release, yeah. And then you're still, mm-hmm. so it's almost like live service for a box price is kind of how it's But it, it was like that. a big update, too. It was like, they he added like a new row houses where you could make like apartment buildings, basically. And then it was also like glass. It's the It's one of the most complex um tech tree games that i've played that's like a city builder it is a a very intensive tech tree i mean just to make like shoes in the game you need like a tannery you need the shoe place you need like to make the leather you got to make salt you gotta it's like this you need lye if you don't have like it's this whole thing where you need like five or six things just to make the leather to make for the shoes and then the shoes you just sell to your people and like as the game progresses, people require more things, you know, and if they're more educated or whatever, like the system in the game is, it's like they'll want like better clothes, they'll want more shoes, they'll want better food. So it's like, and if you don't provide that to them, they'll leave your town and then they'll get replaced and then it'll be like a, you know, a peasant family or whatever. But yeah, the game's fun. I mean, I've, I've one played, thing, you know, well, a good amount of one that. Thing that. One thing that I really liked about that game that, and obviously I'm not like a big, like, 
where I have this vast knowledge of all these RTS games, but as a mechanic that stood out to me is whereas a lot of um, games well, they're different than get, RTS though. Well, I guess like these city yeah. builders, but uh, mm-hmm. the one, a lot of mechanics is like they'll put an AI against you and it's actually like almost a PVP mechanic of some sort that generates this sort of RNG event based experience. Um, but one thing I liked was like this environmental aspect, third party that would like, you have the fires that would break out and all this sort of stuff. And I like yeah. that because that's like, if I had to like reinvent Starcraft and bring that forward and just make micro changes, having environmental RNG into the game, like with whatever the equivalents would be. I mean, obviously people would kind of be up in arms about that to some extent, you know, but yeah, I think it that was a like different flavor. That was a different yeah. flavor. And I was like, wow, I mm-hmm. love that. Because you'd be building that and this fire would break, burn down all your shit. And then you're like, oh, fuck, I got to rebuild all this. And you probably may not even have the requisites to get to get the materials back. Well, with Ostrieve, just to continue that real quick, it's it's a game where you were your own worst enemy. Like if you just don't supply your the most frustrating thing is keeping pigs alive in this game. (laughs) They eat so much goddamn food and they eat not like very specific foods and it's like the same food that like the humans eat so it's like you got to like supply and they just eat so much of it and i can't tell you how many times it had been like you know it auto saves every month it had been like july and then all of a sudden it's like a pig started died of starvation a pig died of starvation, and then like i have 15 pigs and all of them died and i'm just like like damn it and i'll have to like go back and reload my save <laughs> i'll be like okay i gotta get barley get some you know sunflowers get whatever i can to these fucking pigs and it's just and it was me not preparing for it i forget you know there's just so many things happening at once you're just like i'm building over here i'm expanding my city and then all of a sudden i just see these updates it's like five of my pigs are dead i'm just like shit no damn it not again that sounds it's fun i was gonna say that sound the whole environmental aspect chris it when you're talking about that that reminds me of um frostpunk i don't know if you've ever played that but i know a second one's coming out soon but frostpunk i only i didn't play it much i played it all the way through i don't remember i think it was like you make it a certain amount of time and you beat the campaign or whatever but yeah there weren't like i might be remembering incorrectly i think i did it all in one night so it's kind of a blur but I don't think there was like really enemies. I know you could like send out your like scouting groups and maybe they ran into bandits or whatever, but there weren't really like enemies that attacked your base. It was just trying to survive the cold that kept getting colder. I remember by the end, it was like, you know, it's like, oh, it's Decision negative. Based, yeah. yeah, it's like, oh, it's negative 400 degrees outside. <laughs> like, how are you keeping your citizens alive? And they die in like two minutes, thing. you know? <laughs> like yeah. Like the center thing just to like... Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, That's why so, I want to play Bellier's game. Bellier's? I don't know if I'm familiar. It's that um, WoW guy. Um, Bellier's game. Bellier Gaming. Um, shout out, Bellier's Gaming. But um, he uh, like self-published this title. He's a kind of a popular YouTube creator and streamer. And um, But... Uh, he published self-published a basically turn-based picture book style like there's a little bit more to that um i haven't gotten a chance to really play it but basically it's like you're in a you're a captain of a ship that gets stranded and you have to make these sort of decisions that are turn-based and depending on the decisions like they have different consequences uh and then there's basically this environmental aspect as well as like a social aspect and component and then basically you sort of have to drive progression in the game and um, but that's kind of the whole premise of his set- setup, even though it's kind of more turn-based and illustrative. And um, 
I feel like that's like a, a superpower. Like they have an environmental components are a huge part of that, you know? So I feel like that in itself is its own meta. And like, I also think that's cool. Like if, when you get down to the core of what gaming is, it's like, you can just do turn-based story bit telling and like decision-based and that is its own game and its own mechanic. And if you think about how complex, mm -hmm. like, um, Starfield and all, and, and all these games that are coming out that have like, it's like almost like five to six different games in one because they have all these systems that are just increasing this exponent of complexity. And it's like, it's nice to see sometimes of these games that are peeled back a little bit more because you're just getting blasted with AAA titles, you know? And I feel like that's where I like almost at the soul of indie games is that they're oh, like, man. they take, they focus in on a few core mechanics that are really good that have that classic, like easy to learn a lifetime to master type feel to them. And they just do those really well. And that is almost a, like a nicer experience because I also feel like these, the way people are meeting the users where they're at with the games that they're playing. Cause like one thing I was really thinking about was like this whole idea of like idle games. And I feel like that's growing, going to be growing as, as such a popular category. I'm not sure what the metrics are right now, but my gut says that that's going to grow because there's this time where like I get off after work and I'm like really burned out and like really tired. And it's like, I can't even begin to think and navigate some super complex puzzle or quest. And I just like want to go and sit here and get barley for pigs. You know what well, I mean? That's why, that's why I like these builder games is because they're very, some of them are very simple. Like that train game that Eric was talking about. Like the whole cozy genre is built around this like, I'm just, all I'm doing is laying tiles. And then if I make combinations, then I get more tiles. Like, like, uh, like there's a big game called Dwarf Romantic. It's kind of a weird name, but it's like that, where it's like you have these tiles that are either like forest tiles or city tiles or water, and then you have, or trains, and then, like, you make these combinations, and you do these quests, and it's so chill. Like, it's so chill. And if you lose, you just start again. You know what I mean? It's like, there's no real harm, no foul kind of a game. You know what I mean? And it's like that. Like, people just want to get home from work and just do nothing, and just kind of veg out to something. You know? Gonna, they like to... lock in for a nice game of Valorant, and sit there and, and like, oh, I'm gonna hit snipe headshots, League. and... Have like League of Legends uh, peak reaction time at <laughs> Eric. uh eleven fifty five at <laughs> no night. No way. Yeah, when there's when there's a fifteen year old who's been playing like Valorant Get since he was, you know, twelve. And it's like these kids are just dialed in like we used to be, you know. Get Not to sound like here. an old fart, but <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's just, I mean, it's playing competitive versus not playing competitive, and it's really nice to step back. I play and for not... myself, you know, I, that's what I do. Yeah. I play for myself. I mean, ultimately, and we've talked about this before on the podcast, is that, you know, at some point, you're, everyone can play a game for whatever reason they want to, whether that's to do something competitive or to like the social aspect or the relaxing aspect or just a source of creativity. But like, as long as, as long as you're having fun, then, you know, that's what matters. And I feel like it's, you could get stuck in these loops of when you're playing a super competitive shooter, feeling like you're just playing for the competitive aspect itself. And like in the moment, maybe you're just like stressed the fuck out, you know, and you're not really having a good time. Or if you play a really macro heavy game, you're, you're so focused on like optimizing something. And then at some point you're like, wait, this is just like a spreadsheet simulator, you know, wrapped up in a pretty, you know, interface. Yeah, and so, satisfactory. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And so, um, I yeah I my favorite I some of my favorite games because I've played a good number of indie games some of my favorite ones are just really simple just I, it would be I guess cozy would be the right description of it but 
um, where it's you don't have a you don't have a, a background on your character. You don't have a talent tree. You know, you move around, and it's it's some it's a uh, it's a simple game. Well, that's kind of also I feel like um, to kind of hit on some of the, the Diablo Four stuff. That's kind of and maybe this is a hot take. I get it that there's mid maxers and everyone is like trying to like their play. You know, um, these ARPGs. Um, like to the uh, you know to the to the mid max and I, I get that that's how they want to play it but I feel like to the gate the the uh, the podcast is casual take let's capture the casual take here on on Diablo I feel like they got a nice balance with all the systems in there and there's just the right amount of complexity mm-hmm. and I where I can just sit there and respec and like play around with a bunch of different specs um, the Paragon boards the um, the way itemization works. I get it that like things and drops and RNG maybe isn't perfect, but I do like how the RNG of what you're getting and picking up is sort of forcing you to build your character in a certain different ways and an optimized way. And like, I feel like that in itself is the skill and that in itself can offer t- what am I doing between dungeons and like between just grinding and pressing button mashing It's like, I'm kind of thinking about how I can make all these puzzle pieces fit together from the items that I'm getting. And I just feel like they did just enough. And there's some depth there if you really are trying to mid-max it and everything. But it also just feels like I also appreciate the simplicity of what that end product is and what they got, what they gave us. And sure, they can always add into that. It's way, I feel like it's harder to take systems away, uh, away than it is to um, just come out with like less is more, you know, than it is, than it is to just add new stuff in. Um, and I feel like there's there's always a, they can always add stuff in, but it's just like I feel like they had to strike the nice balance at least from the my casuals perspective, you know, and it's like, you know, I'm not in any hurry to just like sit there and run through the campaign just to get the seasonal content. Everyone's like mad. that The seasonal content's not perfect. And it's like, I mean, dude, what do you expect? Like you burn through 80. It took a while, two years to make 80 hours of gameplay, really, you know? I mean, the game is like so detailed. Like I'll catch myself in those moments where it's like, there's like all these weird statues around and it's like some dudes praying to it and you end up killing some big demon. But afterwards I'll like zoom in and I'll just be kind of like sitting there looking at the environment being like, there's so much depth and detail. Like I know you were doing that with D2 resurrected, Eric, you were like looking at Luke Galane, like you were zooming in and you're like, wow, okay. I can like see all the weird things on the walls and like, you know, the way that people are, moving around and and i feel like diablo 4 really took that 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 like idea that the guys made for d2r like the details and like making the environments look unique like they wanted that too so it's like you feel really immersed like it's definitely the most like immersion that i've felt in a diablo game too like it feels very like i'm in the game you know what i mean and you don't feel that powerful too unless you're a werebear druid like me but <laughs> but like it's um it's been good man i like like what you were saying chris it's a very like you can play the game like how you want to play it you know and it's and they're not really forcing you down some it's however what items you get kind of influence what you're going to do next and i've already had like three or four different builds but like you know i got this series of like legendaries that just forced me into the werebear but it's been really cool because i never thought that would be fun i was like oh the bear like oh it seems tank like just all tank but, you know, the big smash, like I'll do these like big smash crits and just kind of one shot things. And that was kind of a eye opening, fun little thing to see. So, yeah, it's been good. Yes, I, uh, I remember, uh, you you <clears throat> came in uh, 
came with the druid. That's kind of like was the first character in class you rolled. I mean, dude, I love. I mean, I love the druids in D two. Um, so D four, it was just natural to pick that. But uh, yeah, 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 it's I mean, been good. They felt like they played well, and I felt like also just going through um, the initial story of the game and mm-hmm. made me want to go back. Like, I feel like what I want to do is get a get a full, nice, clean playthrough, and then go back and play D two appreciate the lore and the content in that and kind of connect it. And then if I want to go back and do a seasonal playthrough and do the campaign again, then it's like, I'll come back with new, um, like full context. Like one of the things I did do is like watch all the cinematics and kind of go back. I definitely like, uh, uh watched all the lore, uh, cinematics, but as somebody that like, wasn't like a hundred percent on all the Diablo lore, it's like, shit, it's like how many lores or systems are I going to learn? Um, it was nice to actually learn all that. And then it really actually, I felt like they did a good job of like capturing like that whole story in there. And then it just kind of added just even a, cu- a couple new layers of meaning, just watching the cinematics and some of the pre pre-launch cinematics they sent out about the lawyer wrap ups. Like it was like a four series uh, overview. And I was like, dude, this is sick. And so now I feel like I'm going to go back. Cause I was trying to f- f- like, f- like I was getting fatigued through Diablo two again, and now I'm going to go back to Diablo two and really appreciate it because um, I can actually kind of like, go back and recontextualize the story I just played through on, from Diablo 4's perspective. And I don't even really think about Diablo 3. It's just like... <laughs> Corey uh, was kind of whack. But I did do a playthrough. I just, like, you know, I wasn't as invested. It's in very that. forgettable. Yeah, the whole, like, Nephilim... Like, God, I can't even tell you what it was. Like, I'm, like, still... But, yeah. But um, the last couple thoughts on Diablo 4 is, because um, I know we got a lot of stuff um, we want to cover, especially with some of the WoW hardcore stuff, is um, mm. one of the thing, reasons why I think Diablo did strike that, ni- that nice balance, and then you were talking about the spectrum of like idle gaming, is uh, I think <laughs> people have to make choices and decisions all day, and, like, and there's sort of this choice fatigue. And if you look at PoE, which I have downloaded, logged in, made an account, looked at that, and just took one look at the complexity of that, and I was like, <laughs> Dude, there's no way. Like, what am I? I'm going to have to get certified in PoE or something. Like, You have to get a build for that. I've you know, tried and then, playing it then without you, it. It is restrictive. It's so restri- it has so many decisions that you end mm-hmm. up playing completely on rails and you don't do anything. And you, whereas like at least having yeah. it like Diablo, they have it boiled down like three options or, you know, two variations, three variations. It's, it's like, like four. Right, yeah. Mm-hmm. Four. Sure. And then if you want the additional complexity, I like this about the class design, which is like, okay, so Sorceress is pretty straightforward. That's what I'm playing. It's nice and vanilla, but it's like, okay, you want to manage another system? There's Rogue. You can start, you can add combo points into the mix. Oh, you want to manage another system? Okay, do the Necromancer and, and start to have body placement and figure out how you're going to have bodies. So you, you can layer like a system and a half, you know what I'm saying? Into if you want to, if you want to actually like push yourself to like play a more complex game and add that, even though it's like, it's not like the end all be all to add additional complexity, but it's like definitely action based and attention based. And if you're like trying to just play a more mm. casual playthrough, then it's like I specifically didn't want to pick Rogue because I didn't want to mess with combo point management, you know? Or, and I, mm. I was, I, and I do like the lore of the Necromancer, but I was like, I don't even want to think about bodies. I just want to have, I just want to play Diablo when I get off work and just have a chill playthrough. And I am playing on the whatever, the level two difficulty, whatever the the yeah i did try to i wanted to play through the more difficult starting um difficulty and so it's like with the nice little difficulty have some fun boss boss fights take it through and, and i can solo it and i'm not even really mo- that multiplayer dependent 
it's like a nice little single action based single player RPG is kind of how you can play it if to yourself if you want to. Mm, yeah, I agree. Yeah, there was this weird build that I had where I was like, it was the Werebear where it changed my secondary attack, like the combo spender or the, the resource spender um, to earth damage. And I was trying to juggle this thing where I had another legendary that made it to where it's like, when you did earth damage, your next storm would deal damage, like extra damage, like more crit or whatever. And I was trying to like juggle this like in between where I would do the earth smash and then just like try to juggle in like a storm spell. And uh, it was pretty annoying, <laughs> kind of a lot. But I, I liked that that was still in a like I still could do that. Even though I was like, you know, shape shifting or whatever, you know, as a bear, like it still gave me the like that road to go down if I wanted to, you know, and it wasn't ideal, you know, but it's fun that like you, you know, you can. Right. So you're playing, but, uh, playing Druid and WoW. Well. You're playing you're playing Druid and WoW, right? And uh, before you stop, uh, you put it put down there. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The talking about King? that reminds me of oh, the, yeah. whatever your whatever your rotation was having to hit. like. Oh, the bear weaving love <laughs> and, and rap. You're oh, that was RP, so dumb. You know it or not. Oh, that was so dumb. I'm like, I uninstalled Lich King today because I wanted to clear space no. for this. Oh, yeah. I, uninstalled. I mean, I, I canceled my subscription, too. So, oh, what? but, but, but. You know, that leads us into our next conversation, you know. Yeah. Keep your feet on the ground. So, you know. <laughs> <laughs> we're going <laughs> to. We're all going to play classic uh, hardcore again. <laughs> yeah, hardcore. Well, so that. So <laughs> we were talking about. I, I haven't played Diablo 4. I played the beta and it was cool. But, anyways, just don't have much to add to that. But with WoW, um, talking about playing it casually. I feel like hardcore almost allows you to be a more casual WoW player because you could focus, especially with uh, the ways that, that they've laid out. That. So the, because it makes it like a more of a um, almost like more of a sim, like you're kind of like forced to slow down, you know, I mean, you can't just you can't just face roll shit and uh, and and you have to interact with your you know people in the world and uh, and there's there's more at stake if you were to make poor decisions you know and so I, I think that I so I have not played unofficial hardcore um, so I don't have that perspective but I read through the hardcore announcement you know talking about how they're doing it wait you didn't play any hardcore at all no. Oh wow! Really? Yeah, no, I I, I think didn't. it was just you and me, and Tony. I don't know. I just didn't. oh, you did had, the, you did the reroll before that where we I just rerolled the vanilla characters. No. Oh yeah, and no. oh and wait, well, I know we want to get to the wild hardcore, but we also did forget that Eric had a um a baby in between. Uh, I did episodes. Our last episode in this episode. That's right. That's right. Little, that's how long these uh. That's Daddy how Eric. Little Zar Junior. Um, yes, yeah, so no, I've been a little busy lately, but um, congratulations think, on that. Thank you. So, but with 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 Wow Hardcore, I'm excited. I was saying this when we were kind of talking about it last night. We were reading about the blue post came out last night. Um, you know, today's the what the 29th, so the blue post came out on the 28th, talking about the rules. Uh, they titled the rules of engagement for for Wow Hardcore, and so we were kind of talking about it here in Discord and. Um, 
I feel like it's going to um it 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 is almost forcing to kind of recapture some of the magic of vanilla, I think. And the thing, you know, one of our one of our friends was pretty um certain that the fact that you could still die once you reach level 60 was going to be this big negative thing about um about WoW hardcore and this is speaking as someone who didn't play the unofficial hardcore stuff but i was just thinking like well part of the magic of hardcore is the de- is the journey right i mean pretty much all of the magic is the journey right and the thing that it the thing is is that if you make it to 60 and then you do raid it makes it that much more impressive because he was saying you know well if you make it to 60 then that's impressive people on your server see you and they're like wow you know he did it without dying but in this, like, can you imagine in, on a hardcore server, an official hardcore server, where if you die, you're you're done, right? You turn into a ghost, you could transfer off server, but otherwise you're done. Can you imagine seeing someone in, like, any sort of tier gear, basically? Or e- any raid gear? Like, dude, or like a in Thunder the... Fury would be, like, as, as oh. epic as it was in vanilla. If not more. Probably more. More epic, for sure. Well, in the non, like, the non official hardcore there were some like really geared people in the non-official yeah. and you're like how the fuck have you not died and you have like black yeah i want to see what how i want to see what gear. kind of progression yeah i want to see i mean that. at this yeah. rate i mean it's probably crazy now but but to piggyback of what you said with the transferring off if they have the I new like hardcore that. servers and then they have the the servers where you go to afterwards like that's kind of an interesting like because I was thinking in my head, I was like, what could they do? Like, if you die at 60, like, you just have, like, a certain area of the map where it's, like, everybody who's just dead, you're just there, and you're, like, hanging out, you know? Like, and you could talk and be like, how did you die or whatever? Like, but then yeah. I think, I feel like it would just be better if you had a server that it automatically transferred you to. Or you could, could transfer to. You know what I mean? It's like a whatever RP, PvP server or something like that. You know what I mean? Or or, or whatever you, you could choose, right? And that would be interesting because you're, like... And then if it had like your stats or like told like I don't know that'd be kind of funny. Well, that that is that that is an element. Like so on the as part of the so just to take a step back here, there was a official post from Blizzard um, on the rules of engagement on on hardcore. And so how did like how does that even work? Like that's called I believe that's what the title of the post was. And then on that post specifically, they start that off. Let's kind of go through this real quick. Um, but the, the first thing they address is death on hardcore. What happens there? So if, if you die, you can't resurrect on that hardcore realm. However, your character is not necessarily lost if you die. After dying on the hel- a hardcore realm, quote, players will be able to choose or utilize the free character move service and their dead ca- and move their dead character to a non-hardcore classic era realm. So effectively, that's so cool. That's kind of what you're what you're saying, and and mm-hmm. not all your work is sort of gone. Um, but I do like how everybody you're seeing in the game itself is actually uh, solely has been alive. That's going to be something that's fundamentally different than the add-on experience. Um, one thing that, you know, that specifically that like they went through is the trading. And like I, one aspect that I think I, I'm, I'm kind of back and forth on is um, I feel like trading, not having no trade. I see the spirit of that because the items that are in the ecosystem, you want to have only been obtained through hardcore people that were doing hardcore. But also having said that, I like the self-sufficiency of not trading 
when you're in the game and like being forced to have to craft everything. And that made like brought this whole new dynamic to professions. And I feel like the significance of professions, while not completely diminished with hardcore, like there's still impressions or professions are still going to matter. This, I'm not sure how I feel about being able to trade and use auction house as part of the new rules that are coming out. Because I feel like it's just well, going to take away the so self-sufficiency aspect. So, well, it, but I would. So I would. And that added I, way more. Like that's like gave leatherworking a purpose. You know. You know what well, I'm but I would say that with the way that they have the setup, and again, I didn't play unofficial, and I see what you mean. But I would say so. For one, there should be less gold inflation, right? Because it's going to be harder to farm gold. There will still will be gold farmers. Like let's be clear, people are going to buy gold on hardcore servers. Hopefully, it's more expensive because it's harder to farm, but. The whole um, the whole idea that professions are useless is not a thing, especially before level sixty, assuming you even make it there. Because think about it, everything everything has so much more at stake. Let's say you want to get to level sixty. Let's say you want to run Upper Black Rock Spire, right? Ten man raid. You can't just roll up in there in your fucking quest greens, like thinking that you're going to be safe. That's the thing is you're. Your blacksmith, if your blacksmiths, your leather workers, they are going to have gear that is not the best gear, but it's good enough to make it so that you have a better shot at not dying when you're going for that next level of gear. And if you're able to farm that stuff without having to risk a lot, you know, you're out in the world farming it versus having to run. Because that's the thing is, there's the other thing is that there's a dungeon lockout before level 60. You could run each dungeon once every 24 hours before level 60 and so if you're a blacksmith and you want new armor and you want a certain piece from i don't even know you know dead mines or something okay are you gonna sit there running that once a day for a week trying to get that piece of armor or are you just gonna say you know what fuck it i'm gonna go farm some materials engage in the economy and actually like you know make like make use of my profession i think professions Mm -hmm. still I think they have a value for sure. Um, and I'm hoping that the gold economy is not as inflated. Like I said, it's going to happen. There's going to be people buying and selling gold for sure. But I'm well, hoping it's not as inflated. Well, it's with the... <clears throat> I mean, to continue up the blue post, they are removing the buff and debuff limits. So that makes it to where you're going to need less like gold. to Because you don't need as much... Like, for raiding and doing the high-level things... Like anybody can throw a debuff up, and you know it's extra damage. Because before it's like you know regular WoW Classic, there's only you know 15 debuffs or whatever the hell it is. I can't remember what it is. 20 debuffs. So it makes it to where like you have to make more ch- different choices with your spells and your spell rotations. Right? I like that. Yeah, because your entire like even as rogues and like bleeds and stuff, you couldn't but poisons. Right, you, know, you couldn't have poisons. Yeah, you had poison. to have instant yeah. poison. You can't have deadly. But but with the the whole but the thing though that's unique about these servers is that the problem with the old way with the you know you have the add-on like da 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 is that it's a regular server there's people there that are trolling and there's people there that are you know not hardcore and there's people like those people could inflate you know the auction house right they could sell shit this is just hardcore like if you die you're done you're no more hardcore like you're out you're off the server has that so, even been when was the last time was that truly done like that in an MMO like maybe some version of a variant of EverQuest. You know what I'm saying? I don't think any. I don't think anybody's ever done. Like Diablo was the big you're deleted like, visually from the server. Your character no, you, is okay, done. Okay. Yes. Yes. The like, yes. Like um. 
the Diablo series. Has Diablo Hardcore. That. I don't yeah. think Ever EverQuest had death penalties where you'd lose like experience or whatever, but never mm-hmm. anything like your character's dead. And with WoW, I mean, it's like there's so much time to get a character from one to sixty. It's hours of played time. You know, what so they'll it's, do, I hopefully like because you know, like when um, there was like people that were playing D four hardcore, and then they would like be in a dungeon, they would they would get DC'd, and then something would happen where their player, their character would end up getting killed, and then Blizzard immediately responded pretty quickly with the fix, where like they basically changed some buff or some mechanic to where when you got DC'd, then that would basically avoid that situation from happening, mm-hmm. and they responded pretty quickly. <clears throat> and it's like I wonder what type of things they're going to change from that perspective in the wow hardcore because i feel like they're gonna have to have a d hopefully some type of dc consideration otherwise it's like damn, yeah you never not only did you play but you never disconnected in the wrong well time. they i mean you got to think the metadata that flows through blizzard is they get every second by the second of game time flowing through every character you know what i mean while the add-on doesn't have that. They have only the access to you actually playing and then you recording your screen and being like, oh, I DC'd, and then you died to a bear or whatever. You know what I mean? But like Blizzard has play-by-play, you DC'd exactly at this second, millisecond of time, and then you were taking auto-attack damage for the rest of it. Like, they know that shit. You know what I mean? Like, So, I mean, it. They, I mean, they said in the blue post, right, they're going to have more... People tasked at just hardcore. They're hiring more people that are going to be, you know, GMs for just hardcore. Because I mean, nobody gives a shit about the regular game. Let's just be honest. Like nobody cares about retail. Like it's not drawing the numbers like an unofficial WoW hardcore is. Like that's drawing uh, them so much I would, revenue. I would, I would avoid being too broad stroked in that. I, I'm I, just I saying. He- I'm just saying. Like I mean, they've been they've been trying to get people to play it and. I mean, it's just people want the nostalgia. People like this. People are on the nostalgia kick right I now. I would, I would see. Yeah. I would, I, I think what I really would want to see is, um, like how the classic numbers stack up against retail usage and logins and active Bro. users and how that looks like. And if the fact, if and I want to see those if they're within servers. shot of each other. Those servers were huge. Even white main and like the combined servers. It was like there was so much activity. Like there's so many people playing WoW Classic right now. Like vanilla. Where it's like people have already like I'm seeing people running around on that white main server where it's like they have full tier three and ATIESH. And and it's like three guys I see with all ATIESH. And you know, you see another guy with like five people with Thunder Fury. You know what I mean? It's like, but there's still level twenties running around and there's deadmine groups and whaling cave groups. There's you know, which is crazy to me. You know what I mean? Like like Blizzard has gotten so many subscriptions off the wow hardcore unofficial like that made them a shitload of money and now having their own that's just going to be even more money like i don't know how many servers they're going to spin up but they better spin up like five or six like yeah at least i know something that i'm really excited about and i mentioned this last night was what sort of emergent gameplay is going to come about and one that i imagine is going to be a thing and i really hope it is i think it would be so sick with the whole okay so there's a system the duel to the death system that's where you can challenge someone to a duel to the death right and so and there's and the the victor gets a buff it's called the string of ears and it shows how many victories they've had while dueling to the death and so what i picture is there's gonna be people on your server that are like you know the fucking 
head honcho never dude. died right i mean if you're alive you've never died that's how it is and if they that have if they have dude, dude, if they have like 40 50 strings of ears it's like dude i've dude. won 50 duels in a row for, and for everyone dying, this is a know? permanent buff and then on the mouse yeah. over text on the image in the pose on the mouse over text it'll say in this case they have seven and it says seven string of ears so seven trophies gathered as victories while dueling to the death so it's yeah. going to have an active count and Basically, you will have you, that as an always active buff. You'll probably head. pick up an ear too, and you'll yeah. have that if you want it. And so you know? I could imagine, I could imagine where, like, you know, you know, it's gonna happen where there's gonna be some ridiculous guild that's like, you know, fight night or something, and there's a guy in a full tuxedo suit who in the Gurubashi arena. <laughs> arena, and it's like every Thursday night there's fight night, you know. Dude. And so oh, there's like, there's like, there's like, there's like weight classes, you know. There's like levels 30, 40, 50, 60, oh you know, God. and 60 is like the main ticket, you know, and like. Dude, I was even saying, I bet there'll be betting on that. I bet, like, fucking DraftKings gonna get involved, you know? And the arena's gonna work because the slash PvP command, you cannot go into PvP unless you you slash PvP. Yeah, so everyone can go and look and just be fine. You can just chill there and watch, yeah. You will be able to make, like, the... You will be able to make the, you know, PvP, like, twinks, right? Like, that's definitely gonna be a thing, too, at 60. But, like, I kind of was thinking about it. Like, you know how whenever people duel... And you kill someone in a duel, and they have the one health, and they like get on all. They like take a knee, and they or like they kneel down to you, and they they like beg. Dude, what if it was like the duel? It wasn't you just kill them, but they do that, and then they're <laughs> they're sitting there, and you have the choice to just kill them or or let them live. Now how do you? Can you like once you start a duel to the death, you cannot like it's like how does that work? Like what I don't know. See that's see that's why I was saying with this of a duel in the and you know in the duel. See cuz people can't just like I mean I think there's going to be dueling and there's going to be duel to the death. So I think there's going to be like what's you can the, regular duel. Eric, no, I actually I actually just saw this too. So um okay, let's see. practice too. Like you want to practice shit too. Uh, Oh, and it's funny. It pops up with a warning. Whenever you start, it, a pop-up comes up. That's a warning, and you have to type "I agree" to begin. So there's no type it. That's yeah, good. Hey, that's confused good. on it. That's uh, good. Wait, I like really? That. Where's that? Where does it say that? So it says uh, "Dual to Death." Oh, is there permanent. we go. It's okay. Like, oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> to issue a Dual to the Death, you will need to right-click on the target's portrait and request a Dual to the oh Death from the context menu. A duel of the death can also be triggered by selecting the target and typing Magora. That's right. In the chat. Window. Oh, yeah, Magora. Yeah. Damn, before Lotaro commencing Gar, baby. Com- before commencing combat, both parties must read and acknowledge a warning message and type I agree to begin. Yeah. That's crazy. But then so then it goes on to say, so um you can't earn ears before level ten, and you also don't earn it if you're too many levels apart. It doesn't say details beyond that, but oh, yeah, so yeah. you can't just you can't farm them. somebody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That'd be oh, uh, that's so like, it's legit, people are gonna man. cheese that. People are literally like, what are they gonna level? Like they're gonna level up to level thirty or fifteen just to like feed somebody. So they no, can, they that's can so that. annoying. That'd be so annoying. Yeah. No, because like, I guess you have to have a certain number within a certain range. So you're not yeah. I mean, you level, could do 60. level ten. You could do level ten, and like you just have your friends make level tens. Like oh, 15 string of ears, and it's like you were level twelve and they're level ten. Like fucking loser. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, yeah, sure. There's always going to be a way to game it, but you know, yeah, they put in, no they fun. put stuff in to make it pretty, um, pretty legit. So that's what I'm that's really exciting. excited for is like the emergent gameplay stuff because there should be more 
I mean, grouping up matters more. You know, you need to actually make sure, like, hey, are you a fucking real person? Like, do you know anything? Like, oh, are you going to be able to heal edge. me? Like, you know, I'm be yeah. On edge. Like, can I trust you? Like, do I want to group with you? So, um, are are we going? Are we going alliance again? We're rolling alliance again. Are we going horde, baby? Uh, yeah, I got it. I feel it. like, I feel I like alliance is going to be packed, though. It's mm. gonna be packed. I mean, I'm, I, I'm gonna want to avoid. I'm gonna want to avoid the through. streamer server for sure. That's gonna no, be my goal. No, let's go to the. I want to go to the. I want to go to the the Hong Kong. I don't want cute. I don't want. I Q want times. the biggest one. I want, I the, want the New one. York. I want to go to the New York. I want, I want the biggest want one because I feel so. like those even. But yeah, but think about it. Like the streamer servers, I guess. Like I don't know what they're gonna be, but like. Those are probably going to be the ones where those big fight night things happen and stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. I want to see the crazy shit that's going to happen. Can you imagine being in Gubarashi Arena with like 500 other people and like watching one duel, you know? All right, rapid fire though. I I sent you these notes, Eric, on your direct message. Yeah. um, Okay, so rapid fire. We went through the PvP stuff. There'll be also this new War Games mechanic that's happening, so I kind of want to read more about that. Quests and NPC adjustments. Death requirement quests, so if you like the quests that require you to die have been altered. Escort-related NPCs are now safe from player attacks, so that's nice. Uh, cre- uh, creature Lash, or cre- uh, sorry, Creature Leash, um, so that, that we're going to see kind of griefing be curbed on that so with the leashes there. I'm interested to see how much that actually helps. Um, Dungeons have the 24-hour lockout. We talked about that um, for players below level 60. So pow- basically, power leveling is restricted, which will be fun. Yeah. And, uh, and so that should also curb like a lot of the just like selling, like the selling uh, for selling runs, you know. Yeah. And like honestly, you could kind of be like more like a mercenary if you're like a really geared out twink or something, you know. Yeah, but that also like opens at level 60. Like that's when you can be like, hey. Like, I'm super geared. Hire me to, you know, heal you through this dungeon, tank you through this dungeon. But that would only be level 60s dealing with other level 60s. Like, you know, and even at that, it's still, there's still the risk factor. There's no kind of, I don't know. It's just, you know. Does, does quitting the group, um, like, while you're in the dungeon automatically hit your auto hearth? I, I bet you that's still yeah, going to be I, things. I, Everyone's going to bail. I that think was a I behavior. read that. Yeah. Everyone bails on you as soon as shit goes wrong in the middle of the. I <laughs> think that I think I read that that's a thing. So yeah, we'll see how that pans out, right? Because that could be potentially pretty whack. Paladins can't use Hearthstone during protective spells, so you can't do Bubble Hearth as a Pally. They made that because other class life saving abilities like Shaman's Resurrect and or Reincarnate and Warlock Soulstones those aren't a thing in this. Like if you die, you die, and so leaving the Bubble Hearth in basically was like. It wouldn't have made sense, right? Given that they're taking out the others, the stuff, or they're making it so the other stuff doesn't actually help them anymore. Yeah, while you're bubbled, you can't hearth. Like hearth right. is just grayed out. Yeah, man. I, I, I so so what what classes are we thinking here? Oh. I know Eric. Oh. Eric's thinking warrior or priest. Yeah, Chris. Yeah. I kind of, dude. I'm kind of. You were talking about priest. Have you ever played a fucking paladin, dude? Um, yes yes i yeah played a little bit of everything at this point but i feel like i haven't really truly leveled up a priest i haven't really truly leveled up a warrior um i have to i'd have to like do like i've only just dabbled that's sub 40 gameplay dude what about rogue 
Oh, yeah. Played that. Played what about a druid? Have you played a druid before? Honestly, that seems like that. I always like want to get there, but I never get past just like the awkward phase. You know what I mean? It's like I'm always. You gotta just, get. Like, you gotta get like 25. 25 is like peak druid. 26. Like your cat form starting to hit hard. Bear, you got pretty much every ability. Like, I will the... say those druid quests would be pretty intense on hardcore. We'd have to get Ooh. all the boys involved to help with those. All I'm saying, dude, the no, the hardcore part is night elf being a night elf in the starting zone and doing that damn furbolg dungeon. Yeah. That is no, dude, no, past no. that. <laughs> you just avoid that just quest until you're level. If you're like three levels higher than it, you might be able to do it. Like, yeah. I think you might want to just avoid that one. That dungeon's a nightmare for sure. Because <laughs> I know, I know Tate wants to do rogue. I would do like mage. I really would like a mage. Eric would like to do priest. Um, priest or warrior? I, think, I don't know. Warrior. Decided, yeah, but one of the two. I mean, I if you do like warrior, a, Chris a can do warrior. Warrior is like cocky, dude. Oh yeah, shit. but do and I? Then you're like you're like tanking <laughs> shit, dude, and you're gonna get dude, one you... shot with some some healer. Oh man. Well, warrior is the same thing where it's like, well, we gotta trust our healer. Yeah. <laughs> Whoever that's might be our healer. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. I don't I'm know thinking, who's gonna be, be the healer. I might be just thinking yeah. about. <laughs> I think yeah. Well, Tate Tate was talking about wanting to do warlock too. He, I was talking to him today about him. He was really looking like he's like, I want to do rogue. He's like, he really yeah. wanted rogue, like wanted like a dwarf rogue was like his big thing or human. That'd be cool, yeah. I yeah. Give, I and I was, us- I was feeling mage because we have to have a mage, like have to. Like mages are so good with the water and the and the food, yeah. And the poly is just too good. Well, and the and the portals, just having the portals. Portals, on deck, yeah. Like, that's. I mean, much. I love. I've been wanting to play like a raw DPS with no heals for a long time. We got to rope in Tony because I know Tony's gonna play. Tim sounded like he didn't want to play I, though. I want to give a shout out to Tony hitting level thirty on the naked challenge. Dude, that's crazy. But then he died was, at 30, though. <laughs> I know. And it's like, all right, he's level 30. I get it. People have mid-maxed and everything. But, like, dude, you just wanted I that guarantee you cocky. Any, 90% of the people, if you're, like, being, like, if you're, like, scoffing at a level 30 naked run, it's like, go get a, go get you, go hit a level 30 naked run and, uh, you know, get comments somewhere, give us some feedback and let us know how it went. But that's definitely challenging for sure. I yeah. got, I got real cocky on my Druid at 23. 22 whatever whatever level he was i was trying to kill those ogres naked though that's that's i mean you can't really i mean what classes can you really do that with besides hunter and and talk about trying to like really sink your time dude you're like i saw (laughs) do a naked hardcore classic run the highest level hardcore that i saw and this dude was i mean the the unofficial had a lot of crazy achievements this dude had the most insane achievements i have ever seen he was like level 40 or 45 or something. He was a troll warrior, naked challenge. And also there's one where you can't switch from battle stance or some shit. Like you can only <laughs> be in battle stance. And he's first person the entire time. Jesus. First oh. person, naked, battle stance. Like, and I'm like, D- dude, you are... Like how punishment. Like, he's just like, I. he's like, it took me forever to get to this point. Like, I'm taking... Like every fight I'm looking, he's like, he said he was like panning his camera around every time he kills something. And he's just uh, looking in every direction. Like, okay, okay. Can I charge this thing or do I need to chill? Oh, that sounds terrible. It yeah, didn't but sound I'm, fun. I'm very all. excited. I just, I said this last night too, though. I'm just so happy as someone who's played WoW on and off forever. Mm-hmm. I'm so happy to have, it feels like before 
classic launch. I mean, it's like that was just so great. Yeah, it's such a time to like. I don't know. I'm just so excited for something that's got me excited to play WoW again. Well, I, think I mean, that, especially the vanilla too. It's just so yeah. good. Well, yeah. and that's this is the other thing I like. I really wanted to touch on was um, people have been asking for Classic Plus for mm-hmm. like a while and everything. How are we going to do it and everything? Hyjal Gilneas. And this was like a nice like. This might as well be I'd like if if they had to do a class if they had to do like a stealth push a version of WoW into production that was uh, vanilla WoW that was a Classic Plus variation. This is like this the is first it. step to do that. You're yeah. talking about core like game mechanic modifications and tweaks. You're talking about the spirit of the game is still there. The soul of the game is still there. Uh, mm-hmm. We're talking about new emergent social me- uh, mechanics, but but you're doing that all in a package that's not a new expansion and new content and release, and you're re-releasing yeah. it with this variation. That, to me, sounds like the spirit of what people are asking for, just very subtle changes. And I think they they do want some new content with Classic Plus and some of the old stuff they should have launched and da-da-da-da-da. But I think um, just getting just getting somewhere in the middle of that, it's like, this is like, wow, okay, this, they're giving the people yeah. what they want. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and that's the thing is I see this as like, okay, if this is a success, what comes next year? You know? Do we get yeah. like a true Classic Plus with like some sort I of... So. I don't even know, like, you know, vanilla world, but with different races or, you know, however they want to do it, different classes, yeah. like... It'd be like Hyjal, new raids, like the raids they wanted to do, you know? I mean, there's like plenty of them. You just walk around. I mean, there's like one in Ashara that they didn't do. Yeah. There's Hyjal that you can get into. Like, just literally dig up the old archives that Metzen and whoever else were like, oh, we couldn't get to that. Just fucking do it. Just make it. You know, yeah. make it the, make it another tier 2.5 or, you know, make it something after tier 3, 3.5. That's know? the thing. Okay, goals for class, goals for hardcore. Obviously, making it to 60 would be sick. Um, uh, I mean, I feel like that's like the goal. That is my goal, is oh, to get to 60. I don't, I don't think, I don't plan on making it. I'd give it a shot a couple times, Dude, but there's that only level, so much that I can take. I don't think Dude. I'm going to be raiding, but I think I want to do, like, the full epic dungeon set. If I did that, I'd be like, oh, I'd be yeah, hardcore. the epic one. Like, yeah. yeah. So, like, you get all the or BRDs, 10 bands. Like, is, is that tier too. one? Is that tier one? Uh, no, it's tier point five. Oh, that's, yeah, so that's a thing. I you upgrade them, you take gold to upgrade them, and you do Yeah, because, yeah, 10 mans will be a thing. All the 10 mans, AQ20, all ZG. the content is available upon release. Is they you'll be able to do Dire Maul and all that. Yeah. yeah, I think if I just have all Dungeon Blues and Epics or whatever, you know, I'd be happy. You know, oh, I'd be happy. Man. I, Dude, like, I like the idea of so us doing sketchy. a trio run. A um, like we all get together and just and we just and we hit it, and then that way we I feel like because like grouping up, you're gonna really get a pug out like. Some of those no. market dungeons, or I will not. Be, you got, you I, be if a, I'm, that's if the I'm, fun part of it. You got to be a little bit more hardcore. You got to be more methodical about that. Yeah, it's like wow, a raid progression with every dungeon. We were talking about that, Eric. Yeah, yeah. I exactly. think, uh, I think we should probably do duos. Doing the duo and the non Chris was really fun. I really liked that. And just don't play a lot. If you're gonna play in your off time, do professions do other shit like just try to not get too over leveled with your friends like i think everybody should be within five levels of each other maybe three you know and just try to be paired as much as you can because eric Eric logs in first day of classic wow hardcore okay guys we're all going to do the trio leveling together and then it's like 
boom, baby starts crying. <laughs> Gone. Yeah. Babe. <laughs> it's hardcore. I told you this. No, I'm hoping my I'm hoping I don't think it I don't know when it comes out, but as long as it's after my test, I should be fine, which is the end I of think July, it should so. probably be August or so if I do yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay, it should we're be gonna fun. play with um we're gonna make uh we're gonna make the little you're gonna we're gonna make him into a yeah um, a healer. It's gonna be our, yeah. our team healer. Yeah. yeah. Chris, I loved <laughs> what you said. You said one thing about hardcore which like spoke to its like um I guess like the spirit of it was that it changes wow from being this like oh i gotta grind to 60 and get up there to where it makes the world like a dungeon or like a raid that, like every like can, that is the game you like really every quest is a, is a dungeon because you're like if i die i'm done you that's know? the thing i love yeah. the stakes and tate to, you know tate bless him was having such a hard time with it last bless night him. i know he's, i know he's come around by now but like i was like dude i my favorite thing probably is me really nerding out it's my casual take that just the rp aspect of like Mm-hmm. No, this world was made for mortal people. <laughs> yeah, and that's who I am. Like my character's yeah. mortal. Like that is true. all this shit matters so much more. Fucking getting this, you know, going to the innkeeper, and making sure I got like, plenty of food for this quest. Like or like uh, getting like um, a level eighteen enchantment. Yeah. Yes, yes dude. See, yes, dude. You yes. get a green, and you're like, oh my god, yeah, <laughs> I dude. could live. Like, well, well, like the scrolls. I was like using the scrolls and shit. Yeah. You know, dude. anytime a quest gave me like potions, I'm using the all potions. those shitty potions. You're popping them constantly. Well, dude. Yeah. I mean, if we have anybody that's you know Taylor Enchanter or whatever, I like, probably I, if I, I go will priest, take. Yeah. If I I'll go priest, I probably do Taylor, Taylor Alchemy. It. If I was a yeah. priest, but. Yeah, so good, just yeah. to confirm, though, there wasn't anything specific that was referenced about grouping. And so like we that should then if we can group and that's all fair game, then if we're doing those like uh, quest specific mobs and we should just be able to group versus having to sit there and wait in a line or like because that's like the one last critique I have because like, yeah, I, we'll I be able to be in Westfall sitting quest. there in some freaking line. That sounds like a, I, you know, for the Defias messenger or whatever. Oh, yeah. man. Or you can group a, with anybody. You'll be able to group with anybody. Yeah. We're in the lines in Elwyn Forest for, uh, lined up. And then it's like, I don't want to be an asshole and kill the mob, but I'm definitely making the macro to target that. And I'm going to hit it as soon as I can. <laughs> Dude, I was like, there was a, there was an undead that was trying to grief on my rogue. And I was like, I was not having it. I was oh, killing him. Man. I, he was level like, he was level like 17 and I was level 20 and I'm like, I'm going to fucking kill you every time. Like I killed this guy like three times. He was not hardcore, but I was taking the risk to be like, fuck you. I'm killing you. Like, yeah. I killed this guy three times. So um, we, we can't, what, what, what do you got? What do you got for us? Sorry. I was just going to say, um, the PTR started today for hardcore. Yeah, yeah, on public test realm. Yeah, it started today, I think. So like, there should be oh tons more information coming out soon. And level cap is thirty on the on the PTR realm. Uh, let's see, this is a blue post, but it's on Wowhead. Um, okay, let me read. Let me let me fill you on this. Yeah, Welcome to Classic Era 1.14.4 test. Screen share. Screen share. All right. Um, Setting can be missing. Dungeon currently saves players after a boss is killed. XP. Yes, this is all work in progress. So XP is currently bosses only. Um, Has the worst resolution? Like, oh yeah, my. it looks terrible. I can barely read it. No, I have, it I have like, y'all on my. I have y'all on my. Looks like predator. Screen. Predator language. 
Um, Least strange is 500 yards. Currently, when players die, their auctions of mail are not cleared. Cleared mail and active auctions will be cleared and deleted on player death in a future update to the PTR. Oh my gosh! Could you imagine? You have like all these items oh, and everything, and they just get cleared out of the auction house. Oh, okay, wow. here you go. We've made adjustments to the time that players stay in the world after disconnecting. This function is a work in progress, and testers may find themselves remaining in game for longer than expected after certain disconnects. We recommend not forcibly disconnecting to avoid a death, as your character will remain in game world for a short time. While we intend this time to be short enough to potentially help prevent an accidental death, i.e. due to disconnect when traveling through the world, or engage in a very safe combat, if you are in genuine danger of dying or an, and are at a very low health, a forced disconnect is unlikely to save you. Avoid overpulling, wow. always have a viable escape route. Um, Error the on the side of the death, fuck it. The minimum player level required to gain or grant stacks of string of ear buff is currently 10. This will be raised to 19 in a future PTR update. Currently, no penalty for fleeing from a duel to death. In a future update, we intend to implement a very Wait? punishing, very punishing deserter-style debuff for players oh, that flee God. an honorable duel to the death in order to prevent exploits and non-participation. Oh wow, punishing! Please, the PvP honor system. Away. Yeah, dude, can you imagine? <laughs> you're you're like a. Uh, yeah, dude. Can you imagine? Dude, lock you, you up in the stocks and let us throw tomatoes at you. Yeah, dude. Right click see, that's tomatoes. what's cool. If they, Give I you hope, a debuff. See, that's the thing. I hope, Blizzard, I hope Blizzard just leans into that shit and is like, dude, no. If you do that, there's like a horde of NPCs that follow you around throwing tomatoes at you for like seven days in game, you know? Shame. Just like, shame. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. To get rid of your debuff, you have to like go into the stocks or like, or like you're, yeah. you're like strung up in like Stormwind, like out in front of the auction house, you know, like right there. Yeah. There's so like, a, there's only be, three stocks. Uh, it's just layering, but it's like layering <laughs> people into that. Yeah. That should be, um, like in running from tools. That should Dude, be, that's crazy. But, um, that's so crazy. Wow. That's exciting. Well, we got, yeah. uh, we got, a. Uh, we got a full episode in for you guys today. I think we're going to wrap up here, but uh, more to talk. It's a good place to wrap. Uh, well, looking forward to let's doing this again next week, man. Yeah. Yeah. This yeah. Was fun. Hopefully, maybe maybe one of us could try and get PTR access on a hardcore server and see what's oh, yeah, like. Let's try that. Because <laughs> I'm really excited for that. But yeah, we got plenty more to talk about, dude. We didn't even get to Starfield. We didn't get to, you know, we've been playing a little Deep Rock Galactic, you know, new seasons out. Plenty more games to talk about, but. Yeah, it was oh, fun. Oh, wow. yeah, the new season of Deep Rock. We didn't even touch on that. No. Next All week, right. baby. Well, we'll talk more soon. Thanks, everybody. Thanks, everyone. Thanks. Yeah. Later.